Hello world, welcome to Hopecast. This is our podcast on spirituality, sexuality, wellness and queerness. This is Paul in London, very excited today because this is our first ever guest cast. We have a new voice in the space with us and we're really excited to bring some different voices into our space. Uh, Matthew, who you'll know from the podcast, aka Ella Varide, uh, was given the amazing <laughs> challenge, opportunity, to start us off with a bang. And so Matthew invited his friend Jerry to the podcast. And we we just had the most delicious conversation. I loved this. Um, I'm, I'm left with the impression of Jerry as being someone who is on a mission and has been through massive change and is not ready to stop. I feel like Jari has this power, this passion, and that she will change the world just by being herself. So I'm really excited to uh, put this episode out there because it's such a great conversation. And uh, just <laughs> point of clarification, I thought we were going to talk about Jari's dog a lot more because the dog was in shot all time, but we didn't talk about it at all. And at one point I refer to the creature... <laughs> the furry creature but we haven't actually mentioned the dog so in case you're wondering I wasn't talking about Matthew uh, <laughs> I was talking about the dog anyway enough of that um, I'm just gonna hand us over now to the conversation between Matthew Jerry and myself uh, everything gets loose you're gonna love it oh I think oh, I think we should do like loose women vibes just all sitting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I you think reckon like, yeah yeah Go for it. Loose women, even looser <laughs> men. <laughs> Loose everything because we're all getting us to a certain age. <laughs> Honestly, I could give you horror stories about <laughs> I found a grey arm hair. Like, I mean, they're everywhere anyway, but this one was like here, just really randomly, and just was like that, like reflecting light. Just... I actually, I actually found found my first like full white hair in my head this week. Was it? Oh, trick ring. Yeah, first ever. See, wisdom hairs in the head, I think, are quite cool. Grey chest hair, not cool. Mm, I've still yet to get one of those. <laughs> yeah, getting just the men out. <laughs> just, oh, came out really. <laughs> What's your take on it, Jerry? Are you just like, do you think at some point you'll just be full witch, hag, you know, massive grey hair? Absolutely not a chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight that clock to the bitter end. <laughs> full face back, drag back from the back of the head. I will be an unrealistic colour of blonde and yeah. I will be pumped and pumped. preened. <laughs> You're going to be the new Madonna. Absolutely. So, and why is that? Why is that? I don't know. I think being a dancer, actually, you can, like, we've had this obsession with perfection and beauty ingrained in us for so long mm. that I don't, I, I, I mean, I like, I feel good about myself to present nicely and to, and to stay youthful. I mean, it's not about, it's not about beauty and a youth at the end of the day. I'm happy to get older, but I think it is, it's like, self-care like self-care and self self-worth and if something makes you feel good about yourself then why not do it mm. and how old are you just out of interest um i'm 21 <laughs> <laughs> you're asking the latest age for no i'm 33 i'm 33 
33. How does it feel to be 33? Um, do you know what? It's It feels amazing. Like, my 30s so far have been the most magical, best times of my life. Um, my 20s were full of turmoil. Teens were full of ballet and madness and teachers and weirdness. Um, so in my 30s, I'm absolutely loving. I'm like, just yeah. absolutely feeling blessed, to be honest. Yeah. Ballet as a teenager, to me, just immediately screams of pain and mm -hmm. discipline. Mm -hmm. Is that how it was? Absolutely. Um, very much so. But also, like, there's, there's this sort of, I don't want to use the word, but trauma that goes with, I guess, um, back in the day, it was, it, the, 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 the training was probably a lot more psychologically damaging than they do now, I think. Just, there, was, there was a lot of... Um, lot of pinning people against each other, mind games, just always this feeling that if you if you weren't sweating and fighting and in pain or whatever, you didn't love it enough or you didn't care enough or you didn't there was this like constant kind of I think I think I spent most of my years at ballet school like living with fear like fear of doing something wrong continually. So I always felt like I was I was like oh I'm I'm doing something wrong. I must be better. Like I never relaxed I think or I never was just a kid, <laughs> cool. which is quite sad in a way, I think. What was your relationship to your body like back then? Um, I think my relationship with my body was fine until puberty hit. And then, and then obviously I didn't like the sort of masculine qualities that started to develop in myself. Like I, I was extremely thin at school because I just did I didn't really like mus seeing muscle on myself. So, um, Actually, most of my life I was quite thin previously. I mean, I'm still quite thin, but less so now. Right. Rub it in. <laughs> just want to just wanna drop that one in there. Just, just naturally. Finally on it. No, I'm um, <laughs> um, But yeah, I think I, 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 I deliberately kept myself that way so because I didn't like to see masculine qualities of myself. And also, it, I mean, it get, went with the territory of dancing, but... I didn't like the male characteristics of myself, so I think I deliberately stayed so thin to hide that. Because mm. then, as you describe ballet, I mean, it sounds more like bloody boot camp if you're kind of being pinned against each other and, you know, physically kind of shifted. Like, did that, I don't know, what are what are ballet students like? Are they aggressive, fighting little bitches? Or, you know? <laughs> I mean, there is an element of that, but that's just all, that's, I mean, that's queer life as well, isn't it? <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I, actually, it's a really weird dynamic because you live with these people and they and you spend all your life with these people and they're the only people in the world that understand that same experience that you're going through. So you're also very close to ev everyone. So I think that's why it's even more damaging when you're sort of pinned against each other or, or competing for the same positions in the company or whatever, because it's a really mixed, it's really mixed emotion because you're like, these are my, my brothers and sisters, but I... I'm against you at the same time. So it's a kind of a weird dynamic. Mm. Yeah, because there's, there's support for each other, but also you're ultimately competing with each mm. other. Absolutely, absolutely. And how did you two meet? We met on a dance job, actually, didn't we? Yeah. It was actually probably my favourite job I've ever done. I mean, I probably shouldn't be saying this out loud, but we basically got paid to push furniture around and we were out partying every night. Like, it was <laughs> honestly the best money I ever earned. Well, it wasn't even that great money, was it? But it was just... But we did nothing. We had a lot of, we had we had a lot of free time. time. We played a lot of cards. <laughs> 
we <laughs> went out a lot. Yeah. Back it, in those days, there was a lot of drinking and other things, but yeah. <laughs> but um, it was it was fabulous actually. What kind of furniture did you have to push around? Desks. A lot of desks. A lot of desks. Yeah. But and, in a dancing style. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. In in like trilbies or something. Yeah. Very, it was very like moody and mysterious. Well, pushing a desk. I mean, it sounds the opposite of me. Are you sure they didn't book you to do furniture removal by mistake? And then they were like, put a trill beyond and move. It was like five, six, seven, eight, desk move, six, seven. (laughs) (laughs) There was, I saw um, American Psycho, the musical, a few years ago. Do they have a musical of that? Yes. Well, they did. And it was amazing. And, um, there was a scene in that where they were doing lots of choreography over desks and pushing desks around and it's funny you say that because the the opera that we that we did that in was Marnie, which is a psychological um oh really Morella. It's yeah Hitchcock yeah oh. but they'd made it into an opera so I wonder if they stole some <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely i I just remember people in like business wear kind of spinning desks around doing lots of like I can't even imagine I don't know what it's called where you kind of like lean on the edge and then kick your legs up and then there was lots of lots of deskography well it was not nearly that athletic but yeah so like a similar vibe I imagine I mean, I look back now at that and I think, what was I doing going to American Psycho? Although I know what I was doing because I had Matt Smith, who used to be Doctor Who, who I've always had a crush on. (laughs) And the first scene was him in these little white pants, like with the, you know, the American Psycho eye mask on. (laughs) And I just remember going, I could leave now. That's I don't need to see the rest of it. I don't need to see it. I mean, how problematic is it that we're all all attracted to Christian Bale? Do you know what I mean? And he's like a serial killer. Like, I mean. Exactly. Why is that hot? And then what's his name? Anthony <laughs> from Queer Eye did that photo shoot where he was like dressed as Christian Bale, and you go, okay, but you're you're on our side, you know, you're not supposed to be emulating this. But he was in his little white pants. And did anyone complain? Probably not. <laughs> we like what we like. <laughs> I've got I've got screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> Incriminating. So, exactly. Um, so you met on a dance shoot, mm. and then what happened? How have you ended up here today together? <laughs> well, I just, I just, just you know when people's energies collide and you just, you just, it's, it, it's becomes family. We became family yeah. actually. There's a, there's a group of friends that we made on this very specific job that we, we just never, never moved away from each other from then on, and it just became this little, little hub of community actually, didn't it? Yeah. Of um. The girlies. The girl- <laughs> God, it loves the girlies. We've got a little WhatsApp. Group. Well, there's been there's been many 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 re- reiterations, sure, of this group, and like people leave and then get brought back in. Like mm. it's one of those like unconventional family vibes. Yeah. but we love each other a lot. But it's the, it's definitely one of those spaces where you can say the most awful. <laughs> awful horrific things to each other They're, the reads are absolutely off the chart like Savage. like amazing there should be there should be a book about it mm. um but it's sort of all fair game and it's and it's just with absolute love mm. and i think in this day and age it's hard to you, you, you can only do that with the people you you are very close to and very and love because everything can get taken out of context you know what i mean so i think with your, your besties you can you can let the full monster hang out yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely walk the line what's the um icon for the group chat 
Oh, it's changed quite a lot of... It's probably Gareth been... <laughs> it's probably Gareth been blown up or something. I know, it's actually Joe at the moment in a... In a pink wig and... Cute. In a snakeskin snake skirt. Snakeskin skirt, yeah. Snakeskin skirt, why? Actually cross-dresser, real nice. <laughs> and what... Um, is there... Do you feel that same amount of competition in that family group as you did among dancers? Or is it purely about collaboration and support? Um, yeah, no competition at all, actually. No, it's just, it's actually just all love. It's all, um, and I think also being that bit older, you, 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 I feel, I feel like my friendship groups have minimised so much in the last, I don't know, five, six years that, um, everyone I have in my life is there because they, they bring some sort of good vibes. They bring, they bring good, many it's mainly about energy for me actually they bring good energy into my life I, I don't have time for negativity and there's people i've distanced myself for and um i think because i've got to a place in my life where i feel so good i don't want to go backwards to a toxic time or anything that is it's not it's not healthy for me or other people to be around so i i just i it's, everyone is there because they are, are, are loved truly that sounds amazing. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I have that with individual friends, but I don't think I have a group of friends like that. I think I'm I'm that meme where, you know, you, all your friends come together who've never met each other and suddenly you have to be 27 different people. Because mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever had, like, a posse of people. Yeah. It does feel quite special, actually, in yeah. that respect. Yeah, it's, it's really nice that our group, um, like, as much as we all, like... <laughs> scathing comments left front center like we do all love each other and it's um i think because the job that we did it was never about like competition or like talent or the, or the dancing we we bonded over the fact that it, we were like we're all very competent very good dancers but it was like the job itself didn't require us to be that so it's just like we just all were able to connect and like have a great time yeah um and yeah from that we kind of just had a lot of really really good memories and, yeah. and, um, I, and our lives have evolved so drastically yeah. in those in the space of those years like yeah we've I mean, been like five five years five ago. years ago um and a lot has changed in that time so much so much has changed what do you think the group would be like in five years time Mm, good question. Um, well, it's already it's evolving so quickly. I mean, one of us has had a baby. I mean, I've personally transitioned. Like, um, many of us have had different career changes. Um, so who knows what the next next five yeah. years? Is yeah, literally. Like, Joe, start, one of one of our groups started um, tattooing. Literally, like a year and a half, two years yeah. ago, and he's doing like so well. Um, one of our others has just literally had um, a kid with his husband who got married in yeah in summer which was the most the gayest most <laughs> fabulous wedding i've ever been to in all my life <laughs> and, oh, and, like, will. and ever will i don't yeah. know if anything could top that like from the moment i went in it looked like a unicorn had vomited on the <laughs> vomited and shat rainbows everywhere everyone was dressed up beyond belief like but you know how only queer people can do a costume party <laughs> like yeah. they, I don't want to bag the straights, but they how they just have um they just have um I don't know a, a funny hat on or like a heart heart costume. This was full extravaganza, like like you wouldn't. It was yeah. special. It was at um Bethnal Green Working Men's Club, and every inch of that room was decked in the yeah. theme was tropical eleganza. Oh wow. So, Every inch was like palm trees and flamingos, like, flamingos and, and confetti, and like it was just O T T, but like 
amazingly so. And like muscle boys, like... Oh my god, they got led down the aisle by these like massive rugby, topless rugby player type guys. It was hilarious. I want to see the photos. Did anyone come in like full Sunita from X Factor? You know, just like with the... the <laughs> they so <started>. did! <laughs> Why did I know that? I had a replica J-Lo Versace <laughs> Wow. Looks I was very naked for someone's wedding. Incredible. My mum was like, you cannot turn up to someone's <laughs> wedding like that. I'm like, mum, it's a gay wedding. They won't care. Scene stealers. We did. We did. And, and we, that was the joke in the group. We're like, we're going to trash this wedding. We're going to ruin it. We're going to steal the show. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> did you turn up once they'd started and like come in and go, oh, sorry, we're late. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Look at what I'm doing. the family off the front row. <laughs> <laughs> We stuck, we were all we were all about six of us on perched on three chairs, like because we were not going at the back. <laughs> like we're chosen family. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They also had a drag queen, um, like bishop priest person who came down the aisle to look like a prayer Madonna. Oh, yeah, this sounds amazing. It was it was with a collapsible with a collapsible. I don't even know what that stick is called. Yeah, with like a cross on the top. I don't know what it did, but it was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds brilliant. When I think of fancy dress. I think of Bon Jovi's video for Always, which, you know, obviously before your time, but have a look at it because I remember watching it. And you know, like in sort of 80s, 90s America, it was all about, you know, parties and dressing up and everyone's so cool. And so there's this, it's so heteronormative, but the guy in it is quite attractive. And he dresses as, I think it's the cat in the hat. So he's got like this big cat and it's so basic. But I remember watching that and going, that's what it's like to live an authentic life <laughs> through the lens of Bon Jovi. Because it was like, oh, these people are just having so much fun. And yet I've never been to any kind of event where actually anyone looks like that or anyone's having fun when they're dressed up. I went to one fancy dress party and I went as a gay man from the 70s. So I had like a leather waistcoat, big moustache, cap. And vibe for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think what that wasn't exactly a stretch and there is something about just being in that place where you're surrounded by people who are all just in it for fun and love and and the encouragement is yeah do your worst <laughs> you yeah. don't tone it down and is that the vibe of your group yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> Very. We, we definitely egg each other on yeah to, to be bigger louder how do you how do you do that like so for i was gonna say for people who are listening for me how do you find a group of people where you have that energy how do you curate that space what are the boundaries around it i mean the boundaries the boundaries become from like i think the feeling of knowing that you are loved by these people. So if you are, if you are, if your relationship runs deeper than, than like a superficial level or an acquaintance, or you've experienced things together that, um, that we all, I guess we all come from a similar background. So we have a, a, a mutual understanding and we've have similar career journeys. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if, if, that if you know that you are loved by these people and you love these people, then there, there is there there is that freedom to then to then go bigger and be braver and challenge and poke and have fun around that because ultimately there's a safety. Yeah, 
I think as well because there's no judgment. Like we'll we'll make the like funny sassy comments, but like it's all in jest. But yeah. we know we know that none of us would be like, oh my god, what are you wearing? There's none of that. It's like we'll we'll accept you completely as you are and and yeah. celebrate it. And I think that's what mm. encourages more um, expansion and more growth and more risk taking. Yeah. In, in your expression. I think that's why it's so, especially like from me witnessing your transition transition yeah. and your journey, I mean, it's honestly been hugely... I don't, um, I don't think I would have transitioned so easily had it not been for this group of friends because I we were navigating lockdown and we were doing these Zoom quizzes each week and it just turned into absolute carnage. But then that was the first <laughs> time I came I came onto Zoom as myself wow. and... and I did it kind of in a kind of half jokey way, kind of, and I just wanted to test the water. And like, they were so supportive um, and so gorgeous and so nice that I, I, I've had the confidence to then go forward from there. So it was just like, it was from that love and support from them that I was able to, um, yeah, go forward in my life. Yeah. I feel that, and when you talk about it, you touch your heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm getting teared up just thinking about it because it was very, very special um, to have that, to have that like trust. And I mean, they could have absolutely ripped me to shreds, but they could tell that it really mattered. So they didn't. Do you know what I mean? And I think that was and and vice versa. I think seeing um, Jerry's blossoming um, has certainly helped me in my um, exploration with my gender and like. Yeah, being um, being confident to, to take risks and like express myself how I want to. It's really like it's been a mutual thing. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of love here. <laughs> and there's something really beautiful about when when someone receives light from others and and grows and then is able to transmit that light back and in turn we help each other grow that for me that's the whole point that yeah. you know i've been part of friendships and groups where there's almost like a oh you can't you can't grow too much because then you get the the thing of oh you've changed yeah oh my go, god well that's yeah. the fucking point isn't it you know we're supposed to change for each other yeah. for ourselves yeah and and so then the light turns into a little bit of shade and goes oh yeah we're just going to push that person slightly to the side because they're you know they're getting a bit big for their boots so they're starting mm -hmm. and you go no i'm just being me i just maybe it's just that in that situation and, and i've walked away from some friendships and others have <coughs> weathered on the vine <coughs> but there's a point where i just go i can't be me around you mm, yeah. and if i can't be me around you then i'm not being me all the time yeah. and i'm i'm not prepared to do that anymore yeah, I think there's so much of that in society. People don't want you to get too far because then it me it means that they have to like look at themselves and see like what they want. Mm. And it's easier to be like, I'm I'm safe here. It's easier to be in that safe circle. Like we've talked on the podcast so many times. Actually, growing and like changing is is difficult, but it's like so worthwhile when you become who you're supposed to be. And like celebrating that in other people means that you are also allowing yourself to do that mm. and there's an aspect of you know every every time you hold up a mirror to someone you you have the option of turning it and looking at yourself but often we don't we just kind of go oh yeah this is all about you when actually it's really all about us mm. and you know as you were describing it jerry that feeling of like when you said oh i was a bit nervous i was thinking i wonder what the nerves were about like did you feel like was it nervous 
for yourself or nervous for how others might respond where what where were you feeling that i think it's really interesting i think a little bit of both because i think a lo- uh, with my with my transition i was i by the time i'd made up my mind and this is how i was going to i was going i'm i'm like i'm there i'm doing it blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. i was confident in myself yeah. but i think the nerves are how how society is going to respond to you how people are going to respond to you and um and just to, if you're going to be accepted, actually, because I'd already, I guess you, 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 to a certain degree, you always have to accept that actually doing something as big as that in your life, you're going to, you're going to polarise people and people are going to take time to come around or they're not going to understand necessarily. But I think that it was just so necessary for me to do that, that it didn't really phase me in that respect because I just blinkered myself and moved forward. But of course, there's that anxiety of um, how other people are going to respond. I love that it was so necessary. Yeah, there's there's an not an urgency in that. I don't get the sense of it being, oh, it's got to happen now. But there's a necessity to it. There's no, you know, it's like there's an acorn will never grow up to be a palm tree. What? That's the worst (laughs) fucking metaphor ever. You know, there's something. Acorn turns out to be. I th- I resonate with that. <laughs> but there's something about the acorn turning into an oak tree because it was always meant to be an oak tree. Mm-hmm. Even if people thought it might turn out to be a palm tree or had expectations of it being a palm tree, it had within itself the potential to be exactly what it wanted mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a sense you, when you said it was necessary, I just got this feeling of there was, there's nothing that would stop you being you and yet there's a risk of being you yeah yeah abso- absolutely i think um i think for, i can't i can't speak to everyone who is trans but i think for me when i got to that point i was like it has to be now it ha- mm. like when you finally get to that realization and i think it's then really frustrating when you you then go to seek help from the nhs or medical medical teams or or anything else or surgery and all this stuff that you're then faced with so many barriers because mm. actually to get to that point of being like i'm living my life now this is it i finally got to this destination yeah. of being okay with it or, or 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 being able to go on that path and then and then having to be stopped because you yeah. feel like it is necessary and it is urgent and i'm like i'm not getting any younger i want to do this now this yeah. is the lot this is now mm. And to then have those barriers is quite quite frustrating. Because you're giving away agency, you're giving away control. Absolutely. Um, that 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 journey up until that point has been under your control, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're going here. Other people, you now have some control over an aspect of my life, mm-hmm. and you know society is not known for treating women's bodies well. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Yeah. And then if you're putting yourself in their hands and going, and this is what I need from you, that's, I, I can't imagine that sense of, I don't know, having to let go of some control of yourself. Yeah. Like, how has that been? How's that experience been? I mean, I think for me, I'm, every every day right now, it's just, I'm just so happy in my own skin that I, I've, I have the, I feel I have the reserves to deal with that kind of yeah. negativity or any, or any, um, barriers that I may face yeah. but I mean I do find it quite annoying how for example you st- I still had to get a, psycho- a psychologist analysis to have my fight to have my fight be signed off to have my final um gender reassignment surgery and stuff like this I'm like wh- why do I have to prove yeah. 
everyone else to do something with my body. I mean, you can yeah. tattoo yourself to look like the lizard man, and I don't know, you can you can mod modificate your body in any way you want. But to, for me to live how I need to live, mm. you're telling me I have to prove that I'm not crazy, and I'm just like, no, no, not okay. Yeah, so it's, it's outdated and tired. Yeah. What would you do to reinvent that? Because, you know, our, our podcast is all about hope. It's all about, you know, looking at things from a perspective of how can we make things better? Like if you were to, if, if we gave you a blank sheet of paper and said, right, how would you design a system where everyone gets not just what they need, but that you're celebrated through that, that there's a sense of actually this is, we are grateful that you're giving us the chance to help you be more you. What would that system look like or feel like? Interesting. I say, I say, I, 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 to be honest, I couldn't actually tell you, but what I can say is that I teach um, 16 to 18 year olds and they're over, obviously a different generation to us, but what, I absolutely love about their ethos and everything is how how emotionally um, connected they are. How how yeah, they're they're more I feel like they're more emotionally evolved and kinder and more accepting and for want of a better word, way more woke than previous generations. And yeah. that offers me like so much hope because I'm like, oh my god, these kids are awesome and mm. like. I mean, they 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 helped my with my GoFundMe. Like they they've just been so supportive of my my journey, and they're not they're almost not bothered by anything. Nothing faces mm. them. They're just like, oh uh, yeah. They they use they them pronouns or she use she's she now. Blah blah blah. But like, just so easily, it's so easy in their orbit that like it's not foreign and it's not unknown, and that gives me great hope because I think there is much change afloat yeah. in terms of things like that. And it's not, it's a little, we have to wait a little while for these people to become the forefront of society, but you know, it's not far away. And there's also a lesson to those of us who are, you know, long way past that age, <laughs> that actually we, it's not okay for me to just wait for those people to change the world, that actually it's, it's down to me as well. Yeah. And I need to step up and I need to be better. Because I do, you know, now and again, I'll look at our nieces and godsons and I'll go, oh, yeah, you, you'll do this for us. And it's like, no, fuck that. I've got to do it for myself. I can't just wait for other people. I love that people are, you know, the people that are there on that kind of cusp of adulthood are so how you would expect. And then I go, but that's how everyone should be. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm a bit naive around things like that, but I can it shouldn't be a surprise that they are supportive of you. It should be expected. Yeah, well, I get, yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely, but I think that becomes, comes where, where it becomes a surprise because when you feel like you haven't necessarily always been supportive or you've mm -hmm. constantly had to fight for your place in society or to be, to be considered or treated, treated the same or like that, it is a surprise when it does actually happen because you're like, well, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't expect this myself or I didn't, yeah. or it's just foreign to you because it's not something that you come across that, that often. Yeah. However, I've, I've been very lucky because I have a very supportive network and friends and family, but for others, it's a lot harder, but, but it does, as I said, with these kids, they are just amazing. And 
yeah i just think i think there is there is hope there yeah but you're right i think everyone can can and can and should step up to do more yeah and yeah you might be very lucky but also you deserve it this yeah, isn't something this isn't something that has happened by accident you know you've you've also created the people around you and like matthew said is you know there's something about when you when you become more authentically you other people can go oh i can do the same so yeah. it's there's a there's a, a connection within that yeah but when so when you look at this lovely creature here and i don't mean the dog um what what's your hope and wish for matthew for the future what is my hope and wish for Matt? I just hope that Matthew gets everything he wants to get out of life. He is someone I, I always admire something about Matthew is his his um want to like change and grow actually. He's he's always doing work on himself or learning new skills or and that's really inspiring to me because I feel that I very much get stuck in my own lane sometimes or very much and he's always, he's like doing gardening club and doing all these things. And I find it really inspiring that he has so many interests, so many diverse interests. And he goes from drag to, I don't know, just in, the, in a hole digging mud. And I'm just like, that is a well-rounded, wholesome human being. And I just hope you get everything that you want out of life. And, and I, I know you will because you're always going to find something that brings you enjoyment. Yeah. What's your, your hope and your wish for Jerry? I'm going to stay young forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. She will be the best immortal. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wish for Jerry is that she... Um, that she finds abundant happiness and love and continues to be the absolute icon of the world that she is and yeah and be celebrated for it because she's fucking incredible and i love that love you what's your wish for yourself jerry my wish for myself i wish that the feeling i have now of contentment in myself continues. Um, I I wish I wish to continue with my friendships. Like I wish to find love for myself and from other people. Not hopefully from a romantic partner one day. Um, I hope to continue on a career directory, and I'd hope to make some change in the world. I hope to to hopefully guide others or make life better for others or people that are in a similar position to me possibly and pave way for them to like everyone plays a little part in this in this play of life and I hope to carve an easier path for someone else after me I think that would be a nice hope to to for myself yeah I wish you all of that and more and I also my encouragement, and I know it comes from a different place because I guess I have I have a different set of things that I've wrestled with and fought with, many of which have been nothing in comparison. But my encouragement is to raise the bar on your wishes. 
mm. and not just wish more but demand more because I love I love all of those things but they're they're also the kind of things that we should expect finding happiness finding a partner doing well in our career I think that's brilliant and I would wish for you to raise the bar on your demands of the world Ooh. and and fucking claim it wow powerful mm. yeah I didn't I hadn't thought of it oh, I've thought of it like that yeah noted we're raising the bar baby raising the bar <laughs> <laughs> but not too high because I don't want to get too, too many muscles <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful that you gave us the time to come and and share your voice share your story share your hopes and wishes it's been so beautiful and is there anything else that you would want to to leave a mark with on our podcast what would you want us to how would you want us to think of you Think of me well as as your hope, um, as your podcast says, with hope. Um, I I have been to the depths of depression and illness and um, mental instability and um, trauma of uh, dancing and all these things. But 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 I am now the happiest I've ever been in my life. So there's always a tipping point and there's always a point. I think where you save, where you get to a point where you save yourself, and and it is so much better. And it, you, are, I am so much richer for going through all of those things before. And so, I there 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 is a better life. And if you choose it, go with it. I loved that conversation, Jerry. Thank you so much for being our first ever guest on Hopecast. Uh, for those other guests who are coming uh, in the future, the, the bar has been set and we can't wait to bring in some exciting, interesting new voices to our podcast. If you like our Hopecast, and we hope you do, you can rate us five stars only, please. Anything less is homophobic. Uh, you can join all of our socials at Hopecast Podcast. And you can send us an email. I'm not going to give up on this one. We haven't had an email for ages. And I know you're out there. I know you're listening. I know you want to. You can email us, wwbd at hopecastpodcast.com with your uh, challenges, issues, problems, questions for our What Would Buddha Do section. We know you're out there. You can do it. Uh, next episode is going to be a brand new solo cast and Nick is going to take the wheel. So until then, thanks for listening.